0: This is Harry Hogg Football! On today's show, we talk about off-season Redskins news, like the pickup of Al Saunders as offensive coordinator. Aaron will cover the free agency. We'll talk about Pro Bowl slights, the salary cap, and our game balls and kicking the balls for the season on this off-season edition of Harry Hog Football. Live with Aaron, Josh, and John on your helmet. Start it up. Yo yo yo. What's up y'all?
1: Yo yo, what's happening? Oh, yo yo. Sitting here watching the uh the uh, AFC Championship game. And it's uh, 0 to 0 with 6:33 left in the first quarter. Denver just uh just fumbled and turned it over to the the mighty Steelers. Really? And somebody number eighty five, whoever that is, Washington just had a catch. I don't know. <laughs> it it uh it would be nice if uh, if later on tonight we were watching, say, the Redskins Carolina game. But yeah, that uh, would have been that would have been fantastic. And, and yeah, if I that think. were the case, I wouldn't be talking to you guys right now because I'd be down in Charlotte. Yeah, I think I would have been down in Charlotte for that one too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a doable weekend trip. That's right.
0: So anyway, y'all. Wait. Um. How is it going now that you don't have football to watch this week? You know, it, it it's almost like uh, it was kind of a kind of relaxing week.
1: It's like all the pressures are off, you know. I didn't have that added stress of uh, getting pumped and hyped and worrying about the Redskins, you know, this week. So, I don't know. I've been depressed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too.
1: That's, that sums it up pretty much. Yeah, but dude, it's, it's been, you know, that said, I mean, it has not been a quiet week for the Washington Redskins.
0: That's very true. No, we have some big news with the uh, offensive coordinator.
1: That's right. On, uh, I guess, what was it, Uh, Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, the Ritkins signed uh, Al Saunders uh, out of uh, Kansas City um, for a $6 million deal over the next three years uh, to come in as uh, the offensive coordinator. Um, And uh, anybody that knows, you know, a little background on the guy, I mean... The dude is good. It's uh I mean obviously I don't think, you know, Joe Gibbs would make a, a poor decision when it comes to uh putting somebody else on on the offense. You know, which kinda of leaves in question uh what's gonna happen with uh Mr. Bro. Uh you know, what what are the uh what's Joe Gibbs gonna be doing uh from here on out? I mean how how they're gonna use the guy, I don't know exactly. Um, I don't know if they know or if they're gonna work that out. But the guy was offered. I mean, the guy went and was like interviewing with like five other teams. You know, a lot of people thought he was going to go take old North Turner's job uh, over in Oakland um, as head coach. I mean, he interviewed for like five head coach positions and uh, decided to come to Washington and work with Gibbs.
0: Yeah, that sounds pretty I heard,
2: cool. Man. I heard he was a little uh, upset that he did not get a shot at the head coaching job once Dick Vermeil retired. Did you hear that? I heard that and that that might have been part of the reason he was uh well he was able to leave so easily.
1: That and the uh you know the 2 million a year. Right. But <laughs> I mean also I mean I I don't know. I mean, you know, he and Gibbs have a history. Obviously they're both from that uh that Don Coryell uh era, you know, um uh, in San Diego and um you know they worked together on staff at uh, USC, you know, um like before we were born. <laughs> um <laughs> 1970 I think in 71 season they were there it says uh, I was doing a little reading up on sort of their their history together um but uh but yeah I mean you know as far as that goes I mean what the last 2 years Kansas City's been uh, number 1 in offense and uh and he oh, yeah. and he's been there doing doing their offensive deal he uh you know he, he he likes to mix things up i mean he likes to use i mean i'm interested to see you know what'll happen uh, in the backfield uh with this guy you know continue, do we do we keep going with a single back do we you know do we keep you know what happens with Cooley? does he get moved out to tight end do we i mean it'd be interesting to see what what his take on the offense is going to be you know for the Redskins as far as fitting in with with Joe Gibbs i just per, personally i can't see the uh the Joe gives scheme changing majorly. I, I mean, I, I think it's one of these things to kind of add to and make it add a little more fat and make it a little more meatier, I mean, as far as, you know, the play calling goes. I mean, um, I just can't see him, you know, Joe hand in, handing over the, the entire offensive scheme uh, and saying, go for it. I mean, what about you guys? I, you know, what, what are your thoughts?
0: Um, I think Joe will still have his hand in it a lot, and um, absolutely, especially informing the offensive game plan and whatnot. And, but he may turn over some of the play-calling duties.
1: <clears throat> to you think you think, uh, you think Al's going to be? Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. Calling in plays. I mean, do you think that he's going to be doing that? I know? think he's going to be the primary play caller. And Joe's yeah. going to more oversee. I, yeah, I kind of see this. Uh, Joe Gibbs is going to oversee sort of the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I think that'll be a big change for him. But I think. He, you know, obviously he's very comfortable, right,
2: with this decision. He was even hinting at something big was going to happen, right, right at the uh, end of the last game, right. Um, and, and bang, there it was. So I think this is something
1: he's pretty excited about, and you know, the man knows how to win. Yep. So, but uh, I mean, it's funny, like a little more risk. Cause if you remember, um, like back uh, back in the '90s, um, uh, Al Saunders was actually a receiving coach for. Uh, for uh, Marty Schottenheimer, uh, in Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, there's, enough, there's plenty of Redskin connections to the guy, but, uh,
0: anyway. I'll tell you one thing. I'd rather be a coach for the, uh, Redskins than take Norv Turner's job.
2: Oh, man. Because, oh, I mean, man. look how long, <laughs> look
0: how long it's taken us to make it to the playoffs again after Norv Turner was in town and ruined it. Um, he yeah. came in and did it his way. He tainted the uh, team. And we finally got back on track. So the Raiders, um, they're going to be along the you same know? path.
1: Nobody likes a taint.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, except for
2: Jamie. <laughs> anyway, will <won't> go there. <laughs> Anyway. the man when he's not on the show.
0: What's up, Jamie? Uh. A transition to our next topic. All right, our next topic the is... Like I, mean, I
1: kind of feel like, you know, uh, Greg Williams signed his deal and came in, and, and like we kind of talked about last week, it seems like, you know, Joe Gibbs has got three more years on his contract. Greg Williams signed a three-year deal, you know, to head up the defense. Um, here comes Al Saunders, you know, on a three-year deal to be offensive coordinator. It's almost like... You know, it's almost like a chess game, like they're putting these, these key figures in place. So that in three years, in, in my opinion, the way it looks is in three years, Joe Gibbs is going to be done. He's brought – I mean, he still may have ties to the Redskins as far as management and decision-making goes, but he's trying to put the figures in place so that in three years when he's done, the team is going to be what he has built up again and, and it is going to be a major, you know, contender of a team every year. You know, right, based right. on the building blocks that he's putting in place. That's what it appears uh, to me. But uh, And it's not going to be left with a, uh, you
2: know,
1: he was good in his former role, but
2: with a Richard Pettybone or someone of that ilk to uh, right. completely drag the team into the abysmal
0: times. Right. Uh, but I yeah. know what's going to happen, dude. He's building it up like this over the next three years with this new offensive coordinator and this good defensive coordinator so that when he retires... He's, he's banking on the fact that they'll bring back another old-time Redskins coach, only one season, the legendary, brought-back, cryogenics, from the grave, Vince Lombardi, to take <laughs> over the team.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> by then, that time, it might be possible. And then Joe Gibbs is out of there. <laughs>
0: Like, I've done the best I can do. I got you a good defensive coordinator. I got you a good offensive coordinator, and I got you Vince Lombardi. I gotta retire.
1: Yeah, come on. You know I want to go spend some time with my wife uh, uh, down in Lynchfield Beach. I know Joe Gibbs has a house down there. You know I need some time to spend at my beach house, guys. See ya.
0: <laughs> anyway, anyway. Spe- speaking of Taint, it's uh, time to talk about who Taint gonna be on the team next year, or possibly. I'm going to go over the free agents. We got, what is it, 10 unrestricted free agents. I'll just go down the list, and then we'll go back and talk about them. We've got Ethan Albright, the long snapper. Ray Brown, who's retired, so mark him off the list. Yeah, he's gone. Kerry Campbell, the linebacker. Rock Cartwright. Ryan Clark. Um, Demetric Evans, Warwick Holdman. Cedric Killings. Brian Kozowski. And uh, Omar Stoutmeyer are uh, on the unrestricted side. The restricted free agents are Chris Clemens, uh, Josh's man, Derek Dockery, <laughs> John's man, Day Jamo, A and, uh, oh, no, and Melvin Williams. <laughs> I don't even know who <laughs> Melvin Williams is. But anyway, <clears throat> uh, those are the agents. So uh, I guess we can go down the list. What do you guys think about Ethan? My long snapper Albright. He's uh, he's played four years with Washington now. He's been all right. I think he's flubbed it, he's flubbed it a few times. Um, but it's not How easy to find a it's not, it's not easy to find a good long snapper. So they claim. But yeah. I've never been too up on Ethan. So as far as I'm concerned, I
1: kind of one of those positions too that uh, you know you just kind of take for granted that you have. It's like, uh, yeah, you don't you, you don't really think about the long snapper much unless he's like throwing the ball over the guy's head every time or right. I mean, you know, usually the guy gets in there and does his job and it's a pretty quiet deal. You know, yeah, um, but uh, he's, he's doing all right. He'll be back.
0: Yeah, I say we sign him. For I don't
2: this think guys we need to play. worry about
1: him.
0: We'll, yeah. we'll give him the two percent national average raise and keep him on the team.
2: One that. Uh, on the radio, they love to call him by his nickname, the Red Snapper, because he has red hair.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Kerry Campbell, the linebacker. Um, what do you guys think? We got one, what, two linebackers on the list, and then, you know, there's speculation that LeVar might not be back.
1: Dude, I seriously worry. I mean, we, you know, we were going to talk about LeVar a little bit, but, I mean. <sighs> Yeah, there's a lot of speculation. I think a lot of people say, no matter what he's been saying this past week, which he's been saying a lot. I'm a true Redskins heart. I mean, Sam Huff asked him what he wanted to do. Did he want to be back? He said, heck yeah. You know, I get down on my knees and pray every night that that I can come back and play for the Redskins. This is where my heart is. But that's great. And some people say it's a PR thing and blah 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 and the whole, you know, willing uh, willing to uh, negotiate his contract and and all that stuff. But but the bottom line is, and we'll get to this. I mean, that you know. It's uh, the salary cap. Although there are some options. I mean, they can keep LeVar and still make the salary cap. And, and we'll talk about that a little bit. But, uh, yeah, the, yeah you know, right now.
0: These linebackers, Warwick Holdman, um, Chris Clemens is on there, uh, Kerry Campbell. What do you guys think about those three guys? I mean, Warwick Holdman played pretty good at the beginning of the season when LeVar was out for, you know, whatever reason. But, um, it's all right. I mean, they're. they're, they're I don't re- really care one way or another if they stay or go. To tell you the truth.
1: Yeah, honestly, those guys. I mean, it's not like. It's not like they showed huge flashes of brilliance, I mean, throughout the season or anything. I mean, and maybe that's partly because we just didn't get to see him a whole lot. I mean, War- like you said, Warwick Holden uh, was in for LeVar at the beginning of the season, or, excuse me, <laughs> had the job at the beginning of the season um, that they gave back to LeVar. Um, yeah, well, Kevin Campbell has been
2: very good on special teams this year, though. That's like true. He's back especially. Yeah. Um, he's, he made some plays, and uh, Chris Clemens made some plays, too. He's. I'd like to two, see the two of those guys come back and
1: I don't think it's going to be an issue trying to re-sign those. Two. No, I don't either, especially like with with the Joe Gibbs mentality of let's keep everybody together and uh you, you know, just keep the troops together on it.
0: So. Yeah, one person on here who I think might go um, is Brian cuz Kozlo- How do you say that? Kozlowski. Kozlowski. Kuzlowski. I think he might go. I mean, we got Robert Royal who's also on the list and we got Chris Cooley, Robert Royal, Chris Cooley and um well, you know, Mike Sellers kind of played that H-back type thing some. I guess he's what, more... we got
2: Robert Johnson there in the tight end position. Um, and I'm sure, you know, they're going to pull in one or two to try to work out some tight end, full you
1: know, their hybrid H-back. Well, well you know, speaking of that, uh, something else in the news, you know, just yesterday we just signed uh, Jesse Lomeston, Um On a two-year contract, Um, he comes from the CFL, the Canadian Football League. Really? Yeah, Um, and uh, basically, he won the Canadian equivalent of the Heisman Trophy in 2004. He was like Canada's top uh, college football player or something. I think it's called, like, the Heck Crichton Trophy or something like Is that.
0: Is he a linebacker? Um,
1: Heck Crichton Trophy, yeah. yeah. He signed as a free agent to the Seahawks, and then they cut him. Um, but, uh, you know, he signed uh, with the skins, so to your deal. So my questions are, you know, because Rock Cartwright's free agent, isn't that right?
0: yeah and is he a lot what, what is, is he about running
1: Cartwright? right are we going to look to look to trade bets are we going or is this guy just coming in from many camps and an offseason camp just to add to that uh, you know to get another guy in for that or are they going to look at him and if he blows him away they're going to, you know they're going to take him or what you know what's the deal you know what was the deal with that because this was sort of like out of nowhere you know who is this guy and 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 suddenly they're signing him so well it's
0: always good, good to have um so soon competition. into the offseason It's always good to have competition, and I mean they could probably get something for Betts if they wanted to trade him away, because he's. Yeah, they could. But I I can guarantee that they're going to
1: hold on to him because he's one of the better second backs in the league. Right. Yeah. And see, my question is. You know, Rock Cartwright definitely showed promise uh, this year with the Skins, and he could go somewhere yeah. else and and have a. I think he's going to. He could go somewhere else and have a really good career. I mean, this is yeah. a good stepping stone for him. And if the Skins want to keep him, then they they would step up and make him an offer. But but I think he's going to go somewhere else and be like a good second back to start with, or something like that. I mean, and a special teamer as well. Uh, right, and then, and then work his way up to that to that uh, top position from there, maybe. You know, maybe maybe. And remember they. Brought in a, a rookie last year,
2: Nehemiah Broughton, and yeah. there, were, there was speculation it was going to be either him or uh, Rock on the roster, and they kept both of them. So that's but true. I don't see that happening again this year because cause Nehemiah Broughton Nehemiah Broughton is a lot cheaper than Rock is going to be. Right.
0: Yeah. And um, unfortunately, all right, a couple more guys. We, I just want to mention real quick is uh, you know these could be some controversial dudes of what we think about them. Derek Dockery, he sucked. But this year he got a lot better, I have to say.
1: He did get better. Thirty-year syndrome. syndrome. Thirty-year syndrome. It's the the keep him or cut him year. That's it. I think I think he deserves to stay. And we kind of stopped talking about him mid-season because I mean he was actually uh, you know doing his job. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean he wasn't making those big mistakes like he was like he was at the beginning of the season.
0: Yeah, I mean I think he's turning into a pretty. I didn't think I'd ever say this, but I think he's turning into a pretty strong guard there. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Say it again. I'm not saying it again. Say it again Aaron. You'll <laughs> have to rewind it and listen to the podcast <laughs> again because I'm not saying it again. Anyway, here's John's favorite player also on there, cornerback Ade Jamo. Jamo? Oh,
2: no. Jamo? Oh, no, Jamo, who, you know, he's the one that I've been dogging on pretty hardcore. Um, it was his third year, and if I'm not mistaken, he ended up being the uh, special teams player of the year for the Redskins. Jordan by his teammates. Wow. Um and I think he deserved that. He as the year went on, he got better and better and made plays and made more plays and was there to pick up fumbles and make a big hit on somebody. I was really impressed with him by the end of the year. Yeah, he caused the
0: fumble against the Seahawks and that I'm sorry, go ahead, John.
2: I said I hope they bring him back.
0: Yeah, he uh caused the fumble against the Seahawks on uh, that last game. And he had three huge tackles on special teams, too.
2: Yeah, how I used to yell, oh, no, Jamo, every time the ball was near him, it almost became a a rallying cry for me later on in the season. I'm like, oh, no,
0: Jamo! Yeah, I mean, (laughs) he's pretty, uh, I mean, he's getting to be all right, but to tell you the truth, everyone on the the, uh, free agency list, if we don't sign them back, I won't be devastated or anything. Yeah. So. Yeah,
2: I'd like to see many of them back, but. On the other hand, I think those are are people that are going to be expendable. Yeah. As far as salary cap concerns and issues go, because you can always bring in someone probably cheaper.
0: That's true. Um, So what do you guys think about the Redskins only having two players to the Pro Bowl, and they were both on offense? I mean, I thought, uh, John, I mean, you've been looking into this a lot. What, What do you have to say about it?
2: Well... My big issue with uh, with the pro Bowl well my big issue with the pro Bowl is that I don't think it should be an actual game and I don't think it should be voted on by the fans I think it needs to be voted on by writers and it should be like an honor like the all Madden team because all it does is get a bunch of people out there playing half half assed really and on the field a bunch of people opt out because they don't want to get hurt every now and then people do get hurt and no one watches it Everyone so forgets about make it. it.
1: Something a little bit more honorary, like, okay, the sports riders of the nation voting
2: right. on these people instead of the fans and making it a big uh, popularity contest. I think the Pro Bowl would be a much better thing. That yeah. being said, i step off my soapbox. Um, Samuels and Moss being the only people named to the Pro Bowl, um, I thought it was rather ridiculous, of course. I think along with every Redskins fan, I, I can rattle off a bunch of names of people i think that needed to make the pro Bowl
1: i think we are but number one is what marcus Washington. marcus washington exactly to me it was it was it was uh, disappointing that uh I, I just didn't see um didn't see Samuels as being you know
2: i thought Samuels had another really good year
1: yeah but i mean but was he really more good. pro was he more pro Bowl than uh than yeah. somebody like marcus Washington on the defensive side i mean if you're on springs if you're looking at it from a team standpoint, which I, th- which I think is what kind of what we're looking at, versus looking at it from a league standpoint, I, you know, I don't know, but I think Marcus Washington held his own. I mean, in the league, you know, I don't have the stats sitting in front of me, but uh, oh
2: man, he was the number one tackler on the team, I
1: believe. Yeah. Oh yeah, on the I'm team. Not I mean, I, that's what that's again, that's what I'm saying. You know, league versus team. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. If that's what everybody's looking at, but but yeah. yeah, no, I totally agree with you, man. I think there were a bunch of people who got slighted.
0: Well, also, uh, dude. Marks, Washington.
1: Washington. Um, a couple people got injured and probably should
2: have made it if it weren't for the injuries or had slumps at the wrong time. Clinton Portis. Yep. Sean Springs. Uh, Randy Thomas. I think had another stellar year and he gets oh, overlooked yeah. like he always
0: does. Yeah, he did. Um, he
2: had, you know, how many penalties did he have this year? Probably one. Yeah. Maybe two. Something along that Nate, that line. Um.
0: I mean, but, as far as the defense goes, with no one making it from the defense, it's kind of like Greg Williams thing about plugging anyone in there, and they're they they do not want stars; they just want a solid team, so
2: yeah, I mean, yeah, in that respect kind of validated his point where he was always talking about that um, but yeah i I can't think of anyone else offhand. I'm sure there's a few people that flip my mind um as far as the Pro Bowl is concerned. I mean, of course, I guess Chris Samuels did a pretty good job. But, yeah, I thought that um, I thought that if anyone on the front line should have gone in, it should have been John Jansen. Chris Cooley, uh, another person who probably should have been in there. Yeah, Chris Cooley. Joe yeah, I mean, Salvea. Joe Salvea. He got hurt. Again, Joe Salvea. Uh, Cornelius uh, Griffin. Cornelius Griffin. Cornelius Griffin. Injury bug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but you made a really good point about Greg Williams and his plug-in player defense, Um, because I think that validated his point. Yeah.
1: Um, And if anyone out there is listening and has been listening so far, and you uh, you agree with anything we've been
2: saying, disagree with anything, um, you think I'm an idiot for what I said about the Pro Bowl um, or for anything we've been talking about, how we how could we possibly think uh, uh, Chris Clemens isn't a super valuable player for the for the special teams or something like that? Give us an email. Give us a shout-out.
0: Let us know what you're thinking. What's that address? It's... It's,
1: uh, uh, at HarryHogFootball.com. That's Harry, H-A-R-R-Y, HogFootball.com.
0: And... um, Exactly. Yeah, we'll write you back, probably.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We we do our best. We do our best. We get these emails. We we, we do our best to write anybody back that writes us. So, uh... Yeah, definitely. Because if you write us... You're probably either a Redskins
2: fan or you're at least an intelligent football fan. And, you know, that's what we love to hear from. Right.
0: right. Um, Dude, what's the deal with the salary cap with LeVar, anyway?
1: Well, well, dude, you know, uh, there was actually a good article in a post this past week, the Washington Post. um, And it was basically saying how... you know the skins can still make the salary cap. They still have options without releasing Levar Arrington. The big deal is is that you know the skins are going to take like a twelve million dollar uh, salary cap hit if um, if they either release him or trade him. Um, plus he's due like this six million dollar, six point five million dollar uh, roster bonus on July fifteenth. Um, but but they have like they have options. Like they they could. Uh, You know, from what I get from reading that article, it was like the, um, uh, uh, that, that bonus could be converted into like a signing bonus, which they can prorate over four years, blah, blah, blah. There's all this stuff, you know, you know, those contracts, there's like a million stipulations with them. Um, but basically that would save them like $5 million in the salary cap, okay, for 2006. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that they can, you know, from reading this, they can still get under the cap. It's not, um,. I think the biggest question is is not necessarily is it a real cap issue for LeVar and I think they kind of mentioned this in the post too but it's like do does Dan Snyder really want to get out his fat checkbook and and cut LeVar Arrington's check? I mean, yeah, is he mad at LeVar is he or over all the all the right comments? or does he just want to, you know, uh to move on, you know? Um I mean, basically, you know, the the salary cap is uh, 95 million dollars. Washington has about 112 million dollars or so, um, you know, that is committed at this point, and they have to get that down by March 1st, um, you know, to. So I think, you know, within a few weeks after the Super Bowl we're really going to start seeing some actions and decisions on on not necessarily, you know, LeVar, but, I mean, on a lot of stuff. I mean, as far as, um, you know, who gets cut and released just to make the cap and blah, 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 and all this stuff. I mean, um, there's like, uh, let's see. Um,
0: uh, what about Patrick Ramsey?
1: Well, Patrick Ramsey is only like... Um, if we trade, if we trade Patrick Ramsey, basically that's just that's going to trim about 1.7 million dollars off the salary cap. So you know, which is the, significant, but it's not, it's no, it's not huge. Um, but like, for instance, if we were to say cut Matt Bowen uh, and Corey Raymer, okay, both uh, they play right. they played a very little last year. Um, if we cut Walt Harris, you know, because we got Carlos Rogers now. And we cut John Hall, who was uh, injured, you know, for most of the season, or a, a good part of it. Really, all of those cuts right there is going to save six and a half million dollars to the salary cap. I mean, there are options, you know, to be able to do that. Um, uh, you know, say say Mark Brunel and John Jansen say they agree to restructure their uh, four million dollar base salary contracts. Um, you know, they could that out, and I'm kind of kind of spouting this off uh, from from what I read again, but but I mean, there's like another possible uh, four million dollars in savings if they were to do a restructuring of contract. I mean, there are options for them to do that, and the big question has been Lavar, Lavar, LeVar, you know, to be able to keep Lavar Arrington and still restructure and get under the salary cap and still end up, because we know we're not going to get a pick until somewhere in the second round because of what we did last year as far as the draft goes. I mean, we've got to rely on free agency signings and cutting who we don't need and getting it under the salary cap. But, you know, I think the bottom line question again is, is Dan Snyder willing to take out his checkbook and write LeVar Arrington a check for that bonus, even if it's prorated over that many, over three years? I mean...
0: It depends on if... uh you know, Dan Snyder is as big a LeVar fan as we are because, you know, we'd be like, we're getting LeVar.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, basically, yeah. if you look at base salaries, Lavar and Clinton Portis have the same base salary. It's like just over half a million dollars. And then they have bonuses, you know, the way that it's structured. Um, and, of course, there's a lot of this and that. I mean, I mean, there's so many terms and conditions with those contracts. You start reading some of that stuff the way it's, it's written and you, your brain just starts swimming. Thank God I am not a lawyer for like a sports lawyer that has to go through these things because, dude, that I just that would be no fun for me. But uh, but anyway, that, that's basically the deal. There are options with the salary cap. You know, hopefully everybody sees that. Uh, if you haven't read that article, it's a really good article. Go to the Washington Post and read it. It was this last week. I don't have the address, but you know, I'm sure you could Google it. You know salary cap red scans or whatever but
0: uh all right dudes real quick man this show is getting really long especially for an off season we got to get the, the year <laughs> kicking the balls the year game ball john your yearly game ball for 2005-2006 season go my
2: yearly game ball has got to go to santana moss Woo-hoo. he has Utterly surprised me and probably anybody else that watched football this year in his re- or his emergence as a number one receiver and one of the best in the game. Um, I would love to see. I know that would never happen, but I would love to see him and Steve Smith on the same team, blazing down the field and just juking people out of the out of their jockstraps. Oh my! Actually, I wouldn't want to see that for real, but.
0: Yeah, you do, dude. They'd be unstoppable, unstoppable.
2: <laughs>
1: it would be fantastic. And, and um, you know, the whole the whole return to the small receiver. I think this is going to start. Both of them are small guys. I mean, yeah, you know, absolutely. It's, it's going to start a. Uh, it's going to start a trend. You know, uh, what happens in one one team starts happening on other teams, especially if they're successful. So, anyway. All right, Josh. I, I agree. Mike's kicking. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, go ahead, sir. No, I was going to say, my game ball has got to go to uh, Clinton Portis, the dude, uh, all season long. I mean, he's kind of an obvious choice, I know, but uh, I mean, just look at the guy. I mean, we talk about Pro Bowl, you know, who missed it and this and that and the other. I mean, playing through injuries, not only is he running the ball, playing his heart out when he's got a ball in his hand, but... But when he doesn't have a ball in his hand, he's blocking just as hard. Or, I mean, the guy is everywhere. You know, if somebody fumbles. It's Clinton Porter's there, recovering a fumble. I mean, it, it, it's just you know, I, I, I can just see him being being great. And and look for him to go to a Pro Bowl in the next couple of years. Mine. I think I I think you're right. I think if we can get
2: enough, if we can give him some more rest, so he doesn't end up at the end of the season like a busted up exactly. mannequin, I think he'll be in great shape. That's exactly right.
0: Mine has got to go to. Oh. It, well, it was going to go to Clinton Portis, but since Josh stole it, it's going to go to Joe Gibbs for, get, <laughs> for getting the band back together, as the Blues Brothers would say. And uh, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but has Joe Gibbs gone more than three years in coaching without winning a Super Bowl? Maybe four.
1: I think. I think you're correct.
0: So. Day
1: four. That's it. Day four was his limit.
0: So this year he's due. He's due. <laughs> and it goes to him. All right, John. John, quick yeah. kick. Your kick, man. We're like over a half hour already.
2: I want to I line up and send a swift kick, a swift hard kick to number 84 on the Washington Redskins, Taylor Jacobs. Third-year man out of Florida. is probably the last holdover from the Steve Spurrier era. And for some reason, I don't know if he's just a really nice guy or what, but he just kept making the roster. Right. boys. he turned into the... Biggest disappointment.
0: Not only that, uh, but because of him.
1: McCants did was catch touchdowns.
0: Because of him, oh, we yes. lost McCants, one of our favorite players.
1: Well, since it's my turn, I'll say, well, since John stole mine, <laughs> uh, that was going to be my kick. You know, I guess I would go ahead along with him and give him that kick. Uh, I'm actually going to uh, give some kicks to Walt Harris, too, I mean, for the season. I just, you know, he, he's one of our free agents, right? Yes, yes. I'm fine to say farewell to Mr. Harris.
0: Walt Harris isn't on my free agent list. So I, I wa- thought he was.
1: I thought he was a free agent this year.
0: I'll, I'll have to check on it because it's not on the list that I printed out from Redskins.com. But who knows? Well,
1: if, I'm, uh. if, if I've misspoken there, I'm sorry. But uh, anyway, since, since you said Taylor Jacobs, the guy just missed too many. I mean, I mean, I just anyway. I'll leave it at that. Since we're short on time.
0: My kick is going to the dude that can't kick it past the 20-yard line, John Hall. We've had such crappy field position all season because of him. Oh, man. Missed field goals when we really needed him. It's like he's slacking off and just doesn't feel like playing because I think he has the skill. He just like doesn't look like he wants to be playing to me. Well, he, I know. on the bench beer. All right, we got to go. We'll see you all next week. HarryHogFootball.com, check us out, send us an email, Redskins fan, HarryHogFootball.com.